Welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. All right, so I do want to share a message with you guys. And... I have to have my notes. I, I'm not like Pastor Harry. He can, he, can, he can be up here with no practice. It's been about four weeks uh, ago that he asked me to come up here and share. And so uh, from that point on, I've been praying, I've been fasting, and I've been typing a bunch of stuff. So everything's on my computer. Uh, so today, uh, I want to talk to you guys about a couple animals. I know for the past five weeks now, Pastor Harry's been preaching about living things, right? He's been talking about seeds and uh, sea animals like Nemo, uh, uh, consumers and producers and predators and all these things. Like, And it feels like we're in biology class, right? Raise your hand. You felt like you're in biology. All right, Jonathan, thank you. <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah, it felt like you were in biology class. So it's been really cool. It's awesome that God can use his own creation to teach us about himself and about the kingdom of God. So today we're going to follow that same path and we're going to uh, talk about a couple of animals. So welcome to Biology 101. So one of the things I didn't get to do when I was in biology, whether it was in high school or, or college, the five minutes I was there, like Matthew used to say, that you were in college, right, for five minutes or so? I was there longer than that. But uh, one thing I didn't ever get to do is I never got to dissect anything, whether it's a frog or I think rabbits, right? And so, did, did any of you guys ever get to do that? Raise your hand. How could you do that? Okay. Keep your hands raised. I'm going to write your name, and we're going to report you guys to uh, PETA. But I don't even know if they do that. Because uh, Madden, I was talking to Madden, right? Madden said that they bring it already cut up, I think. They have a box of dead animals on their kitchen table. All right, go see Mr. Uh, Pastor Harry and Rowena after service today. All right, so I want to talk to you guys about a couple of animals. The first animal, if we can show the picture of our first animal, uh, and this one is the sheep, if you can see that. All right, the sheep. So, oh, so you're already saying it. Ah, oh, it's so stinking cute, right? What a word, stinking and cute. You put that together and you come up with this, this cute little thing. It's cuddly. It's probably soft as a pillow. And then the next one is the goat. Let's see a picture of the goat. Ooh. Not as cute as the sheep. I mean, just, just look at the eyes. And the, 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 the hair is coarse like my hair. And it's got the horns. It's really, I don't know, every time I see a goat, I think it's going to hit me with those horns, right? So... Let me ask you this. Uh, which of the two would you want to raise? Which one did you? A, a goat? How about a sheep? Anybody for the sheep? Sheep. Yeah. I would say the sheep. If we can go back to the sheep. Um, the sheep. Come on. By sheer cuteness. You get it? Sheer? Uh-huh. Cuteness. You would have to pick the, 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 the sheep, Right? But let's, let's go a little deeper and, and learn more about the sheep and the goat. So we can just keep, we can keep that picture up there. So the sheep is gregarious. 
big word meaning that they like company. They like to be among other sheep. Uh, they like to be around, like I said, other sheep. They are inclined to follow a leader like a shepherd. The shepherd is one of the most unintelligent animal around. You can say that they're pretty dumb. The sheep, I'm sorry, the sheep. Not the shepherd. The sheep. Okay, sheep is pretty dumb, okay? Their intelligence is lined up with that of a pig. And a pig, I'm sorry, but, but they're only good for two things, right? Bacon, yes, and baby back ribs. Or pork ribs, I'm sorry, pork ribs with lots of barbecue sauce. So, yeah. All right, so more about sheep. They won't defend their territories. They don't have any defensive attributes about them at all. When they see danger, all they're going to do is panic ah, and run. That's all they can do, okay? They tend to get in trouble. They sometimes wander off from their flock and get lost or they'll get stuck in fences. That's why we get that story with one that Jesus went after the one because sheep is just dumb. They, they're going to get lost. And, and the thing is they'll eat and drink anything, including things that are poisonous. All right, here's the thing with sheep. If they ever fall down, let's say they're walking, they trip on the rock and they fall on their back, or they happen to just be resting and then they fall asleep and they, they fall on their back, they're not going to be able to get up, okay? So two things are going to happen to those that fall on their back. They're, they're either going to get uh, eaten by a predator or they're going to starve to death unless a shepherd comes and helps them. So they rely heavily on a shepherd to survive. Now, if we can go back to the goat, this is the face of one that only a mother's goat can love, right? It's scary. All right, the goat. The goat is very intelligent. If, if you put them in a pen, they're going to figure out how to get out of it, okay? Uh, their intelligence is compared to that of a dog's intelligence. So for someone that has seven dogs at the house, I know that I can tell you uh, dogs are very intelligent. Uh, they're also very agile and have great balance. So if you see them, uh, those pictures of uh, uh, goat on the rocky, steep mountains, okay, they can do that. And now, I don't know, they're using them for yoga for some reason. Get them on your back. I don't know what that is all about, but okay. Uh, now, they're very unpredictable. Uh, they are very independent, the opposite of interdependent, something that Pastor Harris has been talking about this last few weeks. They don't function very well in a group. A goat will want to do its own thing. Therefore, shepherds have a hard time herding them together. Now, when faced with a predator, it will protect itself by using the, the horns to uh, charge you or use their hooves to buck you. Okay. Can we have the picture of the two side by side? So we have the sheep on my right. Let's get that straight. And then the goat on my left. Which one, knowing those things, which one would you pick now? Would you pick the goat? Raise your hand if you want the goat. Raise your hand if you pick the sheep. Pick the sheep. All right. The world around us teaches us that we ought to be the goat. Okay? You don't have to spend a lot of time on social media to see that the focus is about me. Look at what I'm doing. Look how good I look. Look at what I've done. The world teaches us that we need to work hard and be successful, just like a goat. If it's to be, it's up to me. So, focusing on our own strength and getting it done. Be good at sport and in school, be good at work. Uh, be a leader. Okay, if you guys remember, goats don't want to be around other goats. They want to leave and lead. Okay? Do your own thing, focus on you. Society even created an acronym to promote that, okay? 
guys here, you guys are all familiar with that. G-O-A-T, greatest of all time. Still, just promoting that it's all about me. Okay? But Jesus, in a parable, tells us that we should be the opposite. Jesus loves to tell stories, and one of the ways he tells stories is with, with a parable. And kids, if you guys remember, a parable is just a, a short story with a powerful message. So I want to share with you guys a parable from Matthew uh, chapter 25, uh, starting on verse 31. And it should be on the screen also. So if you guys can follow me there. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. He will put the sheep on his right and the goat on his left. And we'll stop there for a second. The right side. Very important, okay? Significance, uh, it signifies importance. It's a place of honor and status. Okay? When Jesus ascended into heaven after defeating death, he sat on what side of God? The right side. Okay? It symbolizes strength and blessing. When Jesus was crucified on the hill, there was two uh, thieves that were crucified with him, okay? The guy on the left kept mocking him. He didn't believe in him. He said, you know, if you truly are the Messiah, then save yourself and save us. But the man on the right said that, stop mocking him. We deserve to be on the cross, but he doesn't. And so Jesus said, on this very day, you will be with me in heaven. So that's the right side. Uh, uh, something that was interesting, I was, I was uh, watching Pastor Harry's preaching the last five weeks. Uh, I noticed that he tends to come over here when he's preaching a lot, right? He'll, st he'll start over here. He'll kind of come over here and talk to you guys a little bit, but then he'll come over here a lot. I thought that was really interesting. Maybe it's because he loves all of these people over here. Maybe Miss Ruina sitting here all the time. I don't know. But there's something significant about that. He is called to righteousness. So he lives righteousness. And I think it's just second nature for him to want to be on this side. So I don't know. Think about that. All right. Verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, the sheep, Come, who, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the beginning of the world or creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you gave me, or I'm sorry, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invited you in or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? Then the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for, the one, for, the, for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, the goats, depart from me. You who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. 
They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? They will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not, or he will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for me, for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then the goats will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous, the sheep to eternal life. All right, so we have the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. And, and this parable is saying that the sheep will go to eternal life and the goats will go to eternal punishment. So if Jesus was to come today, today was the day that he comes. And let's say he, his throne is sitting here. He will separate everybody in this room. Some of you guys will go on the right. Some of you guys will go on the left. Now, some of you guys are already here on the right, so you're good to go. You guys on the left, you might want to come over here because this is the side to be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't work that way. Okay. What's interesting is that both sides ask, when did they see Jesus and when did they do those things? And if you can put up verse 37 real quick, I want to focus on some key words. Uh, can we go? Yeah, so. Yeah, right here. The word. Okay, let me go to, go to mine. So verse 37, it said, feed, give, invite, clothe, and visit. These are all uh, past tense words, okay? It, it signifies that it's already been done, okay? Where with, with the goat, verse 44, they were asking, when did they see Jesus so that they can do those things? They both asked when, and they both saw the need. But the difference is that there was an action taken by the righteous, it was all past tense. They fed, they gave, they invited, they clothed, they visited. It's all past tense. They've already done it and didn't even think about, about it. The curse saw the need but did not act on it. Now, for some uh, new believers, uh, someone, uh, folks that's never read this before, they might think that this is a list of things to do that, uh, that you can check off so that you can earn favor with God or even go to heaven, but it's not. I don't want you guys to, to think that that's a list. Because we are not saved by our works. Our salvation is through believing in what Jesus did on the cross. John 14, 6 says, He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Micah, where's Micah? Micah is my go-to person on that scripture. He knows it uh, uh, word for word. So every time I want to talk about uh, John 14, 6, I say, Micah, will you recite that for me? Okay, but it's a truth that we echo time and time again in kids' church and now in kids' club. All right, so if we can go back to the picture of the goats and the sheep side by side. Now, a sheep and a goat can do all these things, right? But a goat will say, give me the list and I'll get it done. But it's with the wrong intention. They're doing it to benefit them. And I know a lot of you guys are on TikTok and social media, and you see all these guys that do all these great things. They're, they're giving money to the poor. They're giving money uh, to the people that can't afford groceries, okay? And it, it seems like, on the outside, it seems like it's a great thing that they're doing. But if you really think about it, they're, they're doing it. There's a reason behind it. You know, they're getting views, and views bring them money. So they're doing it all for the wrong reason. Now, how do you know that you're a sheep? You'll know your sheep by your fruit. 
And I'll give you guys an example. Mr. Romeo, we're so thankful that he's back at City Chapel with us. So if you guys haven't met Romeo, I encourage you guys introduce yourself to him because he's got an awesome testimony and it's sure to encourage you guys. So when Romeo was in prison, Pastor Harry went to visit him a lot. Now, Pastor Harry didn't do that with some kind of agenda. He was simply visiting him out of love, okay? Pastor Harry didn't post on Facebook, hey, visiting my good old friend Romeo to promote himself or the church. He did it out of love. Um, he wasn't doing it to earn points or do anything uh, for it. He did it because he has the fruit of the Spirit in him. And that's what I'm talking about. You'll know that you are a sheep if you have the fruit of the Spirit. He has love, peace, joy, patience, faithfulness, goodness, gentleness, kindness, and self-control. He is a sheep, and he's been a sheep for a while. Uh, one of the things I, I will always remember about Pastor Harry and Pastor Ruina is, and I don't know if it was, we've already launched as a church, but I think sometime the first year that we were gathering, uh, we were getting ready for a fall fest at uh, a park in Buda, and there was a big storm that came, and it, uh, it, there was a lot of flooding. So if you guys have ever been to the, the Fleming Farm, uh, they have a barn on the top, and it kind of goes down on a hill, and their house is on the bottom. Well, when that rain came, all the water just came down, and it flooded their house. And so they were basically homeless. They had to be on top of the barn just to be safe because the, the pond or the lake was overflooded with water and they had to get out. Okay, they were, they were homeless. They needed help. But I remember Pastor Harry is calling everybody to make sure that they were okay. He was in need. They were in need himself. There's a picture I still remember of Rowena and the kids. They're in the, the barn with a blanket or you guys are all wet. But instead of focusing on themselves, they're worried about their flock people do you guys need anything and then i remember we were talking i thought we were going to cancel uh fall festival i said it's going to be it's probably going to be wet it's going to be muddy but they said no let's go ahead and do it it's for the community and let's get it done so that is fruit now it's all about the intention what are you doing do you have an agenda uh it's about what's in your heart god looks at your heart this is what the toddlers in uh, class are learning about uh, with the story of David uh, being anointed as king by Samuel. God looks at the heart. The goat is strong-minded. It cannot be led. They prefer to lead. They will fight with the shepherd. They lead others astray. Where the sheep is content, it can be led. He knows the voice of his shepherd and willingly follows him. Now, as kids pastors, uh, mine and Priscilla's heart is to teach your kids to be like sheep. But here's the thing. We only have your kids for about an hour every Sunday. On average, that's 40 hours in a year. Not a lot of time. Now, if I did my math right, there's a total of 8,736 hours in a year. So when you compare the 40 hours that we have with your kids to the time that you guys have them, it's not a lot. So we've actually started meeting with some of the kids, and it's, it's been awesome. We're getting to know your kids, and we get to ask them questions about God. And so that's a way to try to help with that, but it's still not enough, right? So you as parents, I'm talking to the parents now, you have the heavier load of raising your kids to be like sheep. Now here's another number to consider. There's 24 hours in the day. Everybody knows that. Your kid's going to sleep for eight hours in that 24 hours, so you have... 
16 hours left. Then they're in school for a minimum of, let's say, seven hours. That gives you nine hours left. Now subtract the extracurricular activities that they do, whether they're in club or their sports, or they're just on their device, okay? You have about six good hours with your kids in a day. That's not a lot. What do you do with those six hours to help them be like sh sheep? Because kids, kids will emulate everything that you do as a parent. They do it so much that it becomes second nature. Um, Madden got a beautiful dollhouse for Christmas, but the trick was it has to be built. It had all these parts. So Miss Priscilla and Madden, they've been getting together since after Christmas, and they're building this uh, beautiful house. Oh, it's up there. It kind of looks like Pastor Harry and Rowena's house, same color. But it's been taking a lot of work. So in, in that time that they've been getting together, we gotten to know uh, Madden really well. And one of the things that, that Priscilla and I thought was really interesting is Madden speaks and laughs like Rowena. Without the accent, though. Right? She, I say, hey, she sounds just like Rowena when she laughs. But she thinks like Pastor Harry. She's very detailed, right? And so I say all of that to tell you guys that kids emulate you, okay? Whatever you're doing, they're going to copy you. Here's the thing. If you're not going to church, if you're not making church important, they're not going to think that church is important. If you're not praying with them or you're not praying with each other and where they can see you, they're not going to pray. Whatever you do with your faith, the kids are going to emulate that. Okay, so sheep raises sheep. And goat raises goat. Jesus wants us to be his sheep. It's so important that we get this. Again, a goat will want to hang on to their old life. They have a knowledge of God, but they haven't completely given up their life. Now, faith is not an a la carte where you can pick and choose the things that you want and still hang on to your old life, okay? It's kind of like this. If you go to a restaurant in heaven, it goes, thank you for choosing heaven. Can I help you? <laughs> yes, I'll take your special on salvation. And for my side, I'll take a big bowl of grace. Okay, would you like to try repentance today? Oh, no, thank you. But can you make sure that there's a lot of mercy in the bag? Thank you. It's, it's not like that, right? You have to choose. You're going to be on this side of the righteous or here on the left. As earlier, I said we we're going to talk about uh, two animals, but I discovered another one. If you can show a picture of the shoat. It's not cute at all. This is called a shoat. This is an offspring be between a sheep and a goat, so a shoat. Okay? So if you look at it, it kind of looks like a sheep. It's got the, the fluffy coat. It's got the eyes of a, a, a sheep. But if you look up, it's got some horns on the top that's kind of growing. It's got the big nose of a goat. Uh, so this is a shoat. Everybody say shoat. Okay, here's the thing. When, these, when a sheep and a goat mate naturally in, in, in out there, okay? Naturally, I'm saying naturally, okay? What's going to happen is that their offspring will be a stillborn. It's not going to make it. It's going to die. Here's the thing. God says you're either a goat or a sheep. You can't be a shoat, right? Okay? When a person is not a sheep or a goat, they're a shoat. Their spiritual life is stillborn. 
I thought that was really interesting. God woke me up at 2 o'clock in the morning and said, hey, it might be interesting if there's a combination of the two. And I'm trying to figure out, hey, it'd be cool if it's cool to show it and I can just share that with the church and it'll be funny. But then that morning I looked it up and I found that. I found this picture. So here's the question. Why is there a picture of a show if they can't make it? Okay? Here's the thing. Man and science put their hands into that, okay? They took chromosomes from each animal. They took the things that it's not going to work, and they added things, and you get that, okay? This is the world saying that it's okay to be a show. You can have the knowledge of God up here, pick and choose the things that you want, and still live your old life. It doesn't work that way. This is not going to make it, okay? God says pick a side. But again, Jesus was clear. He's going to separate the two. You are either a sheep or a goat. Jesus wants all of you, not just the part that you're willing to give him. He wants the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's just not a movie. Uh, I think that's a cowboy movie that my dad used to watch all the time. It's not. He wants the good, the bad, and the ugly. And like Pastor Harry said, God can use them all for good. We must completely surrender our life to him. The difference between a sheep and a goat is that a sheep has a willing spirit, okay? Matthew 16, 25 says, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. So focus on you and not anyone else and don't follow God. That's a goat mindset. Let go of your life, follow God completely, and have life forever. That's the sheep. So here's the good news. God loves us all, the goat and the sheep. The promise of eternal life is available for all who wants to follow God, even to the goats. And if you think about it, we are all goats to begin with, right? We are all sinners and have fallen short of the glory of God, so it's available for everybody. But we must choose. God is a gentleman. He's not going to twist your arm. Or like I tell kids at Kids Church, you have to make the decision to follow Christ. You can't stand on your parents' fate. You have to choose. And God is not going to give you a prize or a candy and say, hey, little girl or little boy, if you can follow me, you can have all these things. No, you, it has to come from the heart. All of, us, all of us must make that choice on our own. To be a sheep, we must follow the great example that Jesus shows us. He was a sheep himself, a lamb to be exact, because a lamb is just a baby sheep. A lamb without blemish and without sin that was sacrificed for our sin. He freely gave up his life so that we can have ours. He is, taking, he is asking us to do the same, to give up our life so that we might have a new and everlasting life. So I want to pray with you guys. God, thank you that you have a perfect plan for us. Uh, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross. Thank you that he came down as an example. He did not come down to be served, but to serve us. Uh, the greatest example of that is when he served us by dying on the cross. So help us, Lord, to be more like sheep. We've been standing way too long on our own strength and our own two feet, Lord God. Help us to surrender everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You have so much to give us. Help us to raise children more like sheep so that we can all be with them. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So before we end, 
just to see if the kids were paying attention. I'm going to ask them a, a couple of questions, and I got a blue ticket if you actually answer it correctly. The first one is, what is a parable? Raise your hand if you know the answer to that. Noah, Noah is excited. That has a lesson. Good job. Here you go. All right, I got three more. What book in the Bible was our parable from? Corbin. Matthew, good job. Kids are awake today. All right. Can we have eternal life through works? Zach. Can we have eternal life through works? Can I work hard enough, do enough good things to go to heaven? Yes or no? Good job. All right, last question. What is the only way to eternal life? Micah. Good job. Here we go. All right. Okay, I know I'm wrapping things up. Uh, I know we've got a couple of uh, new guests uh, in the back. So come see me on Miss Priscilla. Uh, kids, we have a VIP bag for you guys. that got our core value posters in it and some treats. Uh, so we're going to draw a couple of tickets real quick. So kids, grab your ticket. Uh, we're going to do the blue ticket real quick. Um, all right, ready? The number is one, three, five. Is that you, Cruiser? Good job. Okay, come see me afterwards, okay? Okay, la uh, last one for the blue one. And if I can have the red bucket, one, two, two. Do you have it still? All right, maybe you can bless somebody with that, okay? Here you go. You got money, you got all sorts of stuff. All right, for the adults now, real quick. 272, if that's your ticket, come see me afterward. All right, Sarah. Come give this to her and then come, come see me. I have a, a bag of treat for you afterwards. All right, last one. For the adults, two, seven, one. What? Maybe you can bless somebody with this. <laughs> All right, Pastor Harry, hey. thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, would you give it up for Pastor Eddie and the kids? Glad that they're teaching our kids every Sunday and uh, worshiping with them. I did want to say if you're new to City Chapel and uh, you sat down, you should have got a card that looks like this. It's a connection card. Um, uh, if you could fill that out in the back and drop it off in one of these red boxes, we would appreciate that. Or you can scan the QR code. Um, just even as Eddie was uh, teaching on salvation, if you made a decision to follow Christ, to put your faith in him, you can mark that off on, on the back of, of this card, and we'll, we'll reach out to you this week and uh, let you know a little more about that and what some, what some good next steps are for you. Also, if you're a re regular member of City Chapel, uh, let's give financially to the Lord. You can text any amount to 84321, and uh, it'll allow you to set up a giving module on your phone. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate that. And that's awesome. Also, um, Ward says, thank you for the prayers. He texts me during service. He's doing better. And he also has your phone. Uh, uh, he, <laughs> he, he has his wife's phone. So if you're trying to get a hold of Brenda, uh, 
you're really texting Ward. So anyway, don't say anything bad about Ward to Brenda during, during this time. Wait till tonight uh, to share, share your thoughts. Uh, but no, uh, thank you guys for joining us on Time Change Sunday and Kid City Sunday. We're glad that you're with us and uh, have a great week. You're dismissed.